Welcome to Restless the Podcast, Tidal Wave number two. Tidal Waves, if you recall, are our little shorts about what came up out of our hearts today and what we wanted to share with you. And we thought this time around we'd talk a little bit more about why Restless, why the whole name, why Restless the Podcast. Covered a little bit of that in our episode one, but we felt, let's clarify a little bit more. So getting into that, when I when the name for this podcast was developed, I had thought back to something that a, a philosophy professor of mine had told me, that no matter what spiritual or wisdom tradition somebody subscribes to, it's as if everyone is trying to remember something they forgot. It's like there's an amnesia in every human being. But this is not an amnesia of the mind or just some fact we forgot, like hitting our head and forgetting our name. But rather, in our hearts, there is an amnesia. There is something our heart was made for, some place it came from, and something it's longing to return to, even more than the mind would struggle and long to remember a forgotten name. Hey, this is Steve, and welcome to uh, wave number two, The Restless Heart. You know, that quote that we put on our website from Augustine is something that stood out to me for a long time, particularly as a younger man, I came across it from Augustine. And he said this, you have made us for yourself and our hearts are restless until they can find rest in you. You know, as a young man, even in my single digits and turning into my teens, I recall many a night just laying in bed and wondering for what reason am I here? I re- there was at some point in time that I even asked my father, who is generally an agnostic, you know, what's the meaning to life and what happens at death? And his response was, "Is well, you die and you just brought back into the earth. And for me at that age was a very unsettling statement. And I would lay there at night in bed and think about this and, and say, if that's all that we exist for, because that's not what I feel in my heart. That was an unsettled answer one which I could not buy into because there was something else. And I think Augustine was the same kind of fellow. He searched for a great deal of time trying to figure out life. And then he finally, after coming to this relationship with Christ, wrote this, perhaps the first psychological analysis or biography of himself called Confessions, where he speaks to this longing in his heart as if it's in our DNA and that identified with me. The question I think we have to ask ourselves is what is it in us? What is in our DNA that draws us to something bigger than ourselves? And Scripture says that God has set eternity in our hearts, and that's the thing that I think we need to address. And it won't go away until we find the very thing that we were made for. You know, much like um, Augustine, there was another great thinker that uh, I'm reminded of when I listened to Augustine's quote, and uh, you may have heard of him as well. That would be a French mathematician, Blaise Pascal, who was so much more than just a mere mathematician. In fact, he became quite the theologian as well. And Blaise deduced that in the heart of every man and every woman, there is surely a God-sized and God-shaped vacuum and that it can be filled by absolutely nothing else, as only God is infinite, much like this vacuum is infinite. 
Now, when I first heard that, I thought, well, you know, we're such finite beings. How can there be an infinite-sized vacuum in my heart? But when you think about the order of the universe itself, even on a physical level, some now believe there is an infinite regression and progression of particles and light and waves and energy that make the universe. They now think it could go infinitely smaller than atoms as far as particles go and infinitely larger in dimensions as far as space and time go. So here we are, these finite beings, yet even to exist in this finite state, there is a fabric of the infinite. And so surely could it also exist in my own heart. Absolutely it does. And we know that every day when we wake up and we long for this thing. Remember when you were you're a kid and even now as an adult, that is the next best thing that you can go out there and get to fill that void, to scratch that itch. What can I get today? As, as I remember telling my mom, is that, Mom, if you just get me this, I'll never ask for anything else because thinking that this one thing would fulfill that need for quite some time. But the truth is, after two or three days a week, what's next? And Luke, I'm reminded of that gospel story in the book of John, John chapter 4, about the woman at the well. Mm-hmm. When you hear that story, what do you think about? Uh, I think about somebody searching for a whole lot of different things and going home to a lot of other different things that didn't satisfy. And I think of myself uh, going to draw water out of a well, that well being like my heart, just what's the next thing that I think that I want? You know, and some of those are limited and extremely finite and seemingly unconsequential, but they don't do the job. And then there's those that were very profound, very big, but even they only led to heartbreak. Absolutely. And this woman comes to this well and she draws water from it and there is Jesus sitting there. And uh, this dialogue begins, which I think is incredible. So to give you just some background for this story, uh, Jesus and his disciples were passing through a a town called Samaria. And there was an ancient well there called Jacob's Well. And Jesus, just a little exhausted from his journey, went to sit by the well and then walks up this Samaritan woman. And so it reads, When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, Will you give me a drink? Because the disciples had gone to buy food. And the woman said to him, Sir, you are a Jew, and I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? Because the Jews do not associate with the Samaritans. He answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it was that asked you for a drink, instead you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. Sir, the woman said, You have nothing to draw with, and this well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the well and drank from it himself? as did also his sons and his livestock? Jesus answered her, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I won't get thirsty and have to keep coming back here to draw more water. He told her, Go, call your husband and come back. I have no husband, she replied. Jesus said to her, 
You're right when you say you have no husband, because the fact is you've had five husbands, and the man you're with now, he is not your husband. What you have said is quite true. Sir, the woman said, I can see that you're a prophet. Our ancestors worshipped on this mountain, but you Jews claim the place where we must worship is in Jerusalem. Jesus replied, Believe me, a time is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. Samaritans worship what you do not know, but we worship what we do, for salvation is from the Jews. Yet a time is coming, and has now come, when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. God is spirit, and his worshipers must worship in the spirit and in the truth. The woman said, I know the Messiah, who is called Christ, is coming. When he comes, he'll explain everything to us. Jesus declared, I am he. This is an incredible piece of scripture in how it speaks to a number of things. One is about a woman who is a social outcast, more likely because of her lifestyle, but also a woman who has, over the course of history, attempted to fill in her life, in this case, it's a number of men, that longing that speaks to the very DNA in in her about something that validates her and her purpose for living. And that thing that we're constantly drawn to, always trying to fill that void, as Luke mentioned earlier from Blaise Pascal, where's that God-shaped vacuum at? Where are those things? And we constantly put things in that shape, or at least attempt that, to fill that, and it never happens. But Christ exposes her and then says, do you want the living water, the water where we will never thirst again? And that's the question that we need to be asking ourselves. Those restless hearts that we have will remain that way until that is solved. You know, this, this poor Samaritan girl was such an outcast that she would go to this well during noontime And for women in Samaria at the time, to go to the well around noon to do their business, that was like their social high point of the day. There was not a soul who ever talked to her. She was that despised. And here comes Jesus, who's known to at least be a rabbi. And in that culture, you know, the rabbis are a big, big deal. To give you an example, this is like a king walking into the fields miles from his castle to find a serf slave woman and basically say, would you like to be my daughter? That's humongous. And that is the example of this Jesus, of his character, to think that not only are our hearts desperate to be filled by a God who is infinite, but that infinite God himself is desperate to come down here and do it for us. And that's something you need to take to the bank and keep in your heart because that's all true. Whatever you do every day long that you wake up and get out of your bed, you'll begin to think, what is it that I can get, that I can do, that I can be with by which to fill that void? And that's what we do here at Restless the Podcast is hear the stories of the restless heart because we believe that in each one of those stories is probably a little bit of your story. And you can hear that restlessness is going on. And at the end of the day, it's the same answer over and over again. His name is Jesus. In your life, what do you need to breathe out of that void that hasn't filled, that hasn't satisfied? And who or what can you breathe in that will fill, that will make whole? 
what does your heart need to remember that it forgot? Yep, and that's our word for the day. So we're here listening. And the question you need to ask yourself is, what are you longing for? And so we want to thank you for listening to the second tidal wave of uh, Restless the Podcast. We wish you all well, and we'll be back on the air soon with our second full-length episode and therefore another story. For we here at Restless the Podcast, our hearts are restless for the one who said, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. For whom is your heart restless? And for today, for what water does your heart thirst? Thank you.